0: Bills fans your team is the AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years and if that's not reason to shout then the deals on the Trainwreck Sports Teespring store are check the link in the bio for Pope of the process merch as well as all kinds of other items to wind down 2020 and we are giving 15% off for all these deals due to the Bills winning the AFC East title let's go Buffalo this train never stops let's go Buffalo
1: folks welcome to a brand new episode of train wreck tonight it is episode 192 the party's still going on here in buffalo we are afc east champs first time since 1995 show sponsor tonight picasso's pizza be sure to check out all four locations in western new york get to picasso's Pizza.net. and tonight we have a very special guest sale is in the building let's go you don't. You do You don't, stop. You
0: You don't stop, you don't, you don't, stop, you don't, you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown, where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda falls and what you take magically regenerates. On supermarket shelves, the ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab till the
2: No. Yeah.
1: Folks, like I said, major guest tonight. I mean, the Bills won the AFC, so like I said, first time since 95. We have Sal Capaccio. Sal, what the hell were you doing in 1995?
2: Well, first of all, let me say that as uh, weird and crazy as 2020 has been, the last three minutes on the show with you guys, this <sighs> is even the craziest maybe about weirdest stuff that's been going on. I have no idea what's going on with you guys behind the scenes here, how the hell you're running the show. But anyway. Uh, 1995 was my last year at Syracuse University and my first year in Florida. I actually moved to Florida in in October of 95. And that was like my first year down there and getting situated. I, start, I was starting my professional radio career in 1995, the last time the Bills had won the AFC East Division. Yeah, and Sal, like you
1: just said, i got to blame it on the intern. Had some mixed ups. We're we're, we're, we're 192 episodes in,
2: and I still can't get the opening straight. I'm sorry about that. Always blame it on the intern. It's okay.
0: The intern, you're only as strong as your weakest link, though. It's like one of those races when you're running and you're all tied together. When the intern trips, we trip, Al. So that's okay. I'm talking 1995. I don't discuss this much on the program. But, you know, I was born in Buffalo, lived, you know, my childhood in Buffalo on the west side, grew up on Oakwood near the Buffalo Zoo. But – I moved away in 1996, so 1995, I was actually getting ready to move away, so that last taste of Bills' success, I I moved uh, away for about 10 years before returning to the western New York area, so, I mean, it's just an unbelievable time to be a Bills fan, it's one of those things, you know, act like you've been there before, we never have, and we clearly do not know how to, Al.
1: No, that's what I was just going to say, people like myself, just turned 30 this year, never have really, truly experienced an AFC East Championship, and this past weekend was so much fun third consecutive dominating performance primetime sale yeah. i mean
2: it's awesome and you think about you think you know you're 30 you you rem- you know you went through the drought you know what i mean yep. that was kind of, that, that's all you knew right really was was that i mean i grew up during the super bowl years i grew up now look at when i was 12 and 13 they had back-to-back two and 14 seasons guys i mean you know they had the number one pick getting bruce smith so i remember that as well believe me and then i saw and i was part of the build-up to the super bowl run and that was at a great time in my life i was just in in high school and getting into college for the super Bowls. You know, that's a great time to to enjoy all of that but i think about my son max who's seven he rolls out of bed and they're winning the, and they're going to playoffs every year it's crazy right? I mean, he's seven years old and all he knows is two out of three years in the playoffs and now a division championship. So hopefully, you know, that keeps going and he doesn't have to go 17 years of no playoffs. So it, it, the, the crazy part about it is no one could have ever foreseen back in 1995 that it would take so long. We, you may have said, Hey, the Super Bowl team is coming to an end. Like we all saw that. We all saw that Jim and Thurman and Andre and Bruce, like they were, they were closer to the end than the beginning, but no one could have foreseen that it would take so long because they, they get Todd Collins and then Alex Van Pelt starts a year, Rob Johnson, Doug Flutie, all, all the getting into the drought, even before the drought, you know, Kelly, you talk about 96 when you moved away that, you know, that was his last year was 96. They go to the playoffs. They lose in Jacksonville, obviously. Right. So, I mean, that's the part that's really crazy is how long it took and no one could have ever foreseen that.
1: No. And, and say, I think the big thing we want to talk to you about first here is obviously let's go right into last night. You mm-hmm. see the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football, huge loss for Bills fans. Twitter was blowing up last night. And right now we're talking about a number two seed and it's the first season. And I don't know ever that the number two seed will not have a buy. So they're still talking about, you know, you got to play a home playoff game. So talking about the next two weeks and as Bills fans, we're not used to talking about the issues of resting people or not. Are these both must win situations to lock up that number two seed? And like, at the same time, doesn't really matter because of fans. So it's like, is home field, that big of a deal right now in the AFC playoffs.
2: Well, look, it's not must win because it's more, to me, it's more important to be healthy. Like if something were to happen to one of your players, it is more important. However, it is also important to me to be in a position to have more home games, to be in a position, to be in the two C. because here's why I tell you, it is important to have a home game guys. Even though there are no fans, and I could speak about that in a little while. And I think we will, even though there are no fans, there are other mitigating factors that I do think really you would much rather be at home for for example and this goes beyond the fact that every team wants to be at home it's your environment right I mean but think about the fact that if you had to go to Pittsburgh instead of playing at Buffalo do you want to do you want the bills with that offense playing on that slop of a field I mean wouldn't it be much easier wouldn't much better to be playing on the turf and that in that type of environment I mean you go to Pittsburgh and you're slipping and sliding all over the place that field is so ridiculous I think it would slow the builds down incredibly. I don't think you want to be on, on natural grass. I think the turf and the environment where it is. But here's the other thing. Because of COVID, there are so many restrictions in place and protocols. Do you really want to get your team and go on an airplane, go to another city, into a hotel where you never know, like when you can come in contact with something or something goes wrong, instead of staying in your own environment like you've been all year and have these different routines in place? I think that is a huge deal for these teams right now.
0: Most definitely, there's something to be said. At the end of the day, regardless of whether you're playing in the NFL or you're getting ready for a common man workday, your own bed, a nice. good night's sleep, your routine—it it just plays into everything, Al.
1: So I mean, so so Sal, so, so, there's a chance obviously that they could potentially lock up the two this week, I believe. I think Pittsburgh's got Indy, Tennessee has Green Bay, That's, so there's definitely potential. Right,
2: it, those of, will know by Monday night, right? I mean, if they if they they'll know that if they beat. New England. They could be in a position where it's win and get it, right? That could be the position they're in. Yeah. I'm and when it come,
1: and and so to get the two or the three, see whatever it is, how, what do you feel about is the best potential matchup in round one of the playoffs, other than facing Miami? Obviously you got it. <laughs> you, you have to say 80 to 90% of Bill's fans would say they want to face Miami first. Everyone's, I, you know, you don't want to face Indy, You don't want to face Baltimore. want to hear your thoughts on that.
2: Well, here's the thing. So I agree with you. I, I think like, as you're starting to ask the question, I'm my initial answer is Miami is the best opponent because a rookie quarterback in Buffalo who's who plays college football at Alabama plays in Florida. Now has to come to Buffalo in January in a team that an offense that's limited, let's be honest with lack of skill players, but you know, they've done a nice job this year, but I don't know if I really, the other part about that is you play them back-to-back weeks. That's a tough deal. You no know, 17. And, and then all of a sudden you play them again. That is true. I don't know. I think every one of these opponents poses different challenges for the bills. And when you get to the playoffs, everybody's good. I mean, you, so, you know, it's hard to say, yeah. but Sports are about matchups. I've talked about that a lot on the radio. And I think that the Cleveland running game would be a, would be a tough deal for the bills to match up with. However, the bills have done a very good job this year of, if they focus on one area to shut down, they can do it. And if they said, we're going to shut down their run game, I think they could at least slow it down. Maybe not shut it down. And I don't, and I don't see Baker Mayfield beating the Bills secondary. I think that the bills would be able to do a good job against that. If you, if you force Baker Mayfield to beat you, I think you're in a good position there. I'm not as scared as Balt of Baltimore as so many people are.
0: This is a divisive it, issue right here. There are a lot of people who think Baltimore is a nightmare matchup out of a uh, you know a late seed there, and there are people who think that Baltimore is a good matchup. Sal, so. uh,
2: I don't think it's a good matchup, but I have confidence in the Bills and their coaching staff because they did it last year. The Bills, the Bills gave Lamar Jackson his worst game of the year last year, and they go to the playoffs. They lose to Tennessee. The Titans players said they used the Bills blueprint as the way to stop him. Basically, I mean. Th- to me, and I've always said this, guys, since the first year they've been here, if you give Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier a week to prepare for anyone, they're going to have a good game plan. It doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win or whatever. They're going to come up with a really good game plan. They did against Lamar Jackson last year. And again, they would force Lamar Jackson to become a quarterback and a passer. Now, granted, flying the ointment is Lamar just needs one miss tackle out the back door and he's down for 60 yards and a touchdown, right? I mean, that can change a game plan in a hurry. So... I. I, I'm not as scared of uh, as afraid, excuse me, of Baltimore as so many people are for the fact that I think the Bills would have a good game plan and force them, you know, to use their their passing game. I you know, and then on the other hand, are you really how afraid are you of Phillip Rivers coming outdoors at his age in that environment? Because they can run the ball a little bit. The thing about India is though, they have a pretty good defense. The the thing I would say, guys, is
0: The Indy defense in front scares me.
2: Yeah. They got I mean, a guy I, named Maniac
0: working up front.
2: There you go. That's right. Darius Leonard's amazing, right? I mean, they have a really, really good defense. The Bills can score, though, I think, on any team that they'd face in the first round. And so even if even if all those things happen, run game, pass game, they'd have to face, I think the Bills could still score enough points to, to not ma- make it matter. I, none of the defenses really scare me that much.
1: Yeah, And I, I want to bring this up. I don't know if you guys are big conspiracy theory guys. I had a couple people tell me not that – the Rams lost on purpose so they could face the NFC East in the first round. So, like, could the Bills be in a scenario where, like, they want to lose Week 17 to face Miami? I don't know. I know that's, like, crazy thing about right now, but, like, just saying, for a better matchup. The so. idea
0: of uh, – before Sal gives an actual legitimate point, I'll spew my ridiculousness – the idea of throwing a game in the NFL does seem obscure. It seems like impossible, right? Because it just seems like there's integrity. There's guys out there playing for spots. There's pending free agents who don't want to put like bad film on them. There's a lot of arguments against it. At the same time, these guys put in 12 hours a day, six days a week for, what, six months a year. I mean, so if it's a calculated move and they really think they're that much better against a certain team, it totally makes sense based on the body of work the dedication and the time they put in. And now I'll let Sal give you the
2: truth. If your friends, Al, any of your friends tell you that the LA Rams lost to the New York Jets on purpose, you need new friends. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's ridiculous. I've never even heard that until you said it on this program tonight. Maniac's <laughs> laughing. It's probably him who said it. It wasn't
0: me. It wasn't me. I'm laughing at you just like hammering out because, I, because I've because i been <laughs> into the conspiracy theory of like teams losing games. And I, and I agree at the end of the day, There are so many factors. Everybody's out there playing for tens to hundreds to millions of thousands of dollars, you know, at the end of the day. And, yeah, I I don't think anybody's actually throwing games out there.
2: So, back in 1992, okay, Bills had gone to two Super Bowls. They have a chance to wrap up the division at the end of the regular season playing the Houston Oilers in Houston. The Houston Oilers, their players are like, and the Houston Oilers had to win the game. They had to win the game to make the playoffs. All right. And they said, it was like, they said, we're going to beat Buffalo. I remember, I remember one of their players where it was said, we're going to beat them. And then we're going to go to Buffalo next week and beat them. Because if they beat Buffalo in that game, the next game is in Buffalo in the playoffs a week later. And they said, I remember their players go, we're going to beat them here and then we're going to go up there and we're going to beat them. All right. And that game, the next game they did, they beat Buffalo. They beat the bills. So they come to Buffalo the next week. That game became...
0: The and they're up game. 38-3 or wherever
2: 35-3. 35-3, they're down. And they had lost the previous game. Like, that that
0: was... I always remember that being the biggest talking point about why it felt especially terrible to be down. Like, they had just lost the week before. So you, there was really the belief that they could down. lose.
2: It was like 60-something to six. Yeah. Over, over six quarters of play, right? <laughs> and, and, and the reason I tell you that is you can never take anything for granted. Like, these teams like, oh, okay, well... You know, maybe and there was a there was I think at the time there were people saying, oh, that's okay If Houston beats them, we we don't mind playing Houston. They're not going to they're not going to be able to come here in Buffalo. They almost did. Right. I mean, you can't do that. You just can't do that in the league. No one's doing that. These people get paid. So that that's a ridiculous. You're going to mean to tell me the L.A. Rams, who, by the way, now they're in a playoff push in a in a fight. What they're going to lose to the Jets and win this team on purpose and and, and maybe possibly not go to the playoffs because of it. I thought the same thing, Sal. Honestly, because like, in
1: week fifteen, you're going to do that. You're right. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. But too many variables. Like Craig
2: Williams didn't lose on purpose either, guys. He just made a bad call.
0: Yeah, two thousand. I'm. I'm still not completely over two thousand four. I was living in Westchester, New York, following the game on the internet because you know coverage wasn't everywhere, and not everywhere it's a Sunday ticket. And I just couldn't believe that the. Backup for the Pittsburgh Steelers were beating us, but that's what happened. But we're, those those days feel so far away. But speaking of days that feel so far away, despite the Patriots being eliminated from the playoffs and despite us beating them earlier in the year, I got to be honest, I'm still a little worried for this matchup. Belichick versus Josh Allen. I think that's been a, a battle that's gone in Belichick's favor as far, as it does with many QBs. So, like, not to downtown Josh Allen. So that'll be a very interesting thing. Can he show out in primetime? On the road and especially for me against Belichick.
2: Well, there's a big difference, and you're right, you're right that Belichick does this against young quarterbacks, but Josh has faced him a few times now, right? He's he's seen some stuff. The difference is Belichick just doesn't have the horses to do what he normally can do against Josh Allen. He can try all he wants. Even Stefan Gilmore's out of this game. I mean, they're losing guys, yeah. they're able guys opt out. We don't know how they're gonna play this. So no, I, I think this is an opportunity. I think I think this is an opportunity for the Bills to go curb stomp New England in Foxboro on on prime time. I think their players would love that opportunity. You know that 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 game in in buffalo people don't understand it's such a mental hurdle to get over the patriots i think when things started rolling against them they're like oh my god here we go again here we that's all gone now i think now you just go out and you play loose and you say this is our division and we're going to show everybody
0: kind of an exercising of their demons so to speak for sure
2: and and maniac they could have beat them last
1: year in new england or at Rec room going absolutely insane that that game was very
0: much that i think that in every game actually uh, besides the 2018 games with, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, Derek Anderson at quarterback and Robert Foster as your wide receiver number one, that's just a completely other standard. Um, but I think in 2017, they played them very close twice. They, they, they played a great first half, basically, both games in 2017 and both games in 2019, in my mind. Absent, of, uh, absent of the punt block last, yep. last year, Sal, I mean, basically with that, they played a great first half against Brady. Um, and they, I'm confident they, that McDermott can come up with a great first-half game plan again. Six they,
2: points this first half. In seven out of eight quarters last year. That's what they did. And it, 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 But yet, the, they dominated that game in Buffalo, but they lost because of the block punt. And then they beat them for three straight quarters in New England and lost because the Patriots had a nice fourth quarter and came back. But that's what I mean, guys. It starts to become mental. They start to come back. You're like, here, here we go again. It's the Patriots. That's gone now. And oh. I think that's why the Bills can just kind of let it loose now.
0: That game in Seven. Buffalo, low key, might have been. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to always make things bigger than they are. About Buffalo, that might have been one of the chips in you know Belichick thinking Brady's done and willing to move on from him. I mean, because you're right, the Bills dominated that game in, in in Buffalo. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe just watching that defense assert their will against Brady. Brady had a chance to go up twenty. Throws a red zone pick, something our quarterback doesn't do, folks. Um, and yeah, it's just it's been incredible to uh, see you know, he's had some good flashes in Tampa Bay and he's had some down flashes for sure. So it'll be very interesting to see them down the stretch as well. But my thing, Belichick versus Allen. I hope that Allen finally gets the best of him. And yeah, like you said, Sal, I hope they give him a curb stomping. Shout out Edward Norton.
1: Hey, and everyone this past weekend, Belichick against rookie quarterbacks took an out. 10 point loss to Miami. No one. Yeah. Should, right. Come on now. That, that was, was a
0: huge thing. angle bounce back. Yeah. There are tons of angles for, uh, yeah, to, uh, He's Right now, he's kind of just doing enough to get it done, in my eyes. It reminds me of, actually, Josh Allen, uh, late 2018. You know, he wasn't having any astounding victories where he was blowing out teams, except for Week 17 against Miami. Nope. But he had those games against Jacksonville. He had the game against Detroit where he was doing just enough. He was making just enough plays. So, yeah, I mean, don't uh, cross off that Week 17 matchup for sure. But uh, jo- but Belichick versus the rookie QBs is definitely a storyline. Can't wait to see it.
1: And sale, real quick, got a couple questions for you from friends and family. First one from Tucked. Used to be working for Trainwreck Sports. Now is sending questions in. What has surprised you the most this year, other than Josh
2: Allen's development and MVP caliber season? Who? Um. Well, I was surprised it took the defense so long to come together. You know, but it did. So, if you want to go for a negative there, I think that it, it took a while for this defense to finally get it together. But if you do, if you take the calendar guys you take away all of the stuff they missed all the reps they missed for the OTAs in mini camps and preseason if you take that away and then you if you add that in and say where would they have been it actually lines up with they probably would have been right at the spot they week one where they need to be but it actually wasn't until week six or week seven right I mean that's just what Sean McDermott's defense is all about it's about everybody kind of fitting in and knowing their roles and it took them a little while so that was surprising and I think the other thing that's surprising is at a positive know uh, of course josh allen is number one on the list but the way that they used stefan diggs to have a to have a bills receiver leading the league in targets this late in the year is unbelievable to me and it's great and it just shows that when they made the deal for stefan diggs brandon bean obviously had in mind and he you don't do this without going to your head coach and going to your oc and saying look if i'm going to give up a first round pick we got to use the damn guy right i mean let's make sure we do this and to me that shows that everybody was on the same page with how much they gave up for him that they were going to justify it by using him the way they have and it's and it's been awesome
1: incredible and maniac i would love to know how many over unders of stefan diggs yards and re- and, re- and receptions have gone over this year
0: well that's the thing cuz even and that was a point i definitely wanted to talk about because you look back at that bills uh patriots first matchup when you look at the box score, I believe uh, Allen had about 150 yards passing and Diggs had 90. So really, when you take Diggs out of that first matchup, plain and simple, Buffalo's in trouble. So it really shows why he's so important. And yeah, it's been crazy. Every single week, over, under, they just expect them to revert to the kind of, I hate to say it because I'm not th- even throwing shade, but just the Minnesota Vikings style of uh, getting the ball to Stefan Diggs. Whereas clearly, the Bills have made it a priority. I mean, the only game I can think of, Uh, like the Steelers game, it felt like it was lacking a little bit in the first 20 minutes, but then all of a sudden, Sal, he's just getting force fed and that first drive out of the third quarter, it was clearly a talking point. I just can't wait to see how they assert Diggs and Beasley as weapons. Knock on wood playoff time.
2: Well, and I think John Brown coming back now is what are you going to do? How are you going to, you know, uh, how are you going to defend that? Of course. So yeah, I'm looking actually right now at his game by game production. Um, the fewest number of targets he had in one game was against the Rams. He had six. He caught four catches for 49 yards. That's it. Um, other than that, he's had at least six catches in every game. And the guy has had at least 10 targets in pretty much every game this year. A few he's had nine. But, I mean, it's incredible how much they've used him. That, that was That's a pleasant surprise that the Bills, you know, back when they traded for Sammy Watkins, this is what they should have done. <laughs> but they never did. And they didn't have the quarterback they have now. I get it. But that, when you trade what you did for Sammy Watkins, you have to justify by using him. If you're gonna do that, you gotta use him. Otherwise, why are, you, why are you doing that? They never did that, they did that with Stefan Diggs.
1: Final question for you, Sal, is uh, the Bills with McDermott, 0-2 in the playoffs. Lost to Doug Marone, you lost to Bill O'Brien. How deep do you feel this team can go and do you feel like the, the expectation is Bill's
2: Chiefs AFC Championship? Yeah, I think it's it feels like that now, it really does. I picked them before the season, to go to the AFC Championship and lose to the Chiefs. That's actually on the record on WGR's website, my annual crystal ball. I have Chiefs over bills in the AFC Championship. Um, I, I think how deep can they go? This team can win the Super Bowl. Yes, I just said that on train wreck, I did. They can win the Super Bowl. That's how good they are. Uh, they can play with any team in the league. I'm not predicting here that they're going to. I still think it's a tough task to go to Kansas City. They, have, they, can, they can punch you and they can counter punch you. I mean, there's a lot of, it, it, they're still a very, very good team and they have Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not going to predict that as I sit here. But I will tell you this, guys. If they don't win a playoff game, it is a huge, huge disappointment. And I think we're creeping up to where they need to win two games. If they win a game and then lose in the second round, there's still going to be a lot of people saying, hey, they fell short of expectations. They had the two seed, let's say, they had a home game. They lost. They didn't go to the AFC Championship game. We're, we're now creeping to where they have to get to the AFC Championship game or they're going to be considered falling short of expectations this year. But I think if they got to the Championship game and they lost – I don't see how anybody could say that that was falling short of any expectation. But it's it's hard to get to the final four in the NFL.
0: I mean, you you kind of lead into this point, Sal. We'll just wrap this up on the Bills. Two things. The gambling odds. I mean, they start. What did they start at, at the beginning of the year, Al? Were they 35, 40 to 1 or so overall? I think they,
1: they might have been even higher, but yeah, 40 to 1 for sure.
0: 40 to 1. They are down to 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Just an absurd thing that was basically unfathomable for any Bills fans, even as recently as five, six years ago. So crazy to see. And speaking of crazy to see, Sal, we got the best fans in football. Putting up that billboard out in Boston. Bill's mafia is outspoken, and this is just another example. Like, just give us your thoughts.
2: Well, first of all, I, I, in case people don't know, like, what's cool is Bills fans didn't do this. We did. Bills fans didn't know that's what's going to happen. When, when, when the when Fox Sports ran their poll, it was just a simple poll. It was a fan poll, and they said whichever fan face wins, we're going to have a special prize for you. They did not say what the prize was going to be. <laughs> after bills fans won they said here's your prize you get to pick where this billboard goes outside the meadowlands outside hard Rock, or outside foxborough basically gillette and bills fans chose foxborough which is amazing that's the coolest part to me is they won this thing and didn't even know that they were going to have this billboard put up in foxborough and since it's been i think it's so cool i think it's creative i think it's amazing it would really piss us off here in Buffalo if we saw something like that from Patriots fans or Dolphins fans or something like that. And it just fits this year because of what happened, because it could have happened and the Patriots could have won the division. It wouldn't have mattered because it was a, a poll that Bills fans won. But it happened to coincide with the year that the Bills take over the division and the Patriots are missing the playoffs. And I think that's what makes it perfect.
1: Yeah, and Maniac, I know you know who Trill Queenswood is, another former employee of Trainwreck Sports. His buddy, Corey from Rhode Island, they are both diehard Bills fans sale and they are just loving life because they're, they're just like us. First time experiencing something like this. All they deal with is Patriots fans on a daily basis. Oh, I know. They, they live in a neighborhood where it's all Patriots flags except their houses, two Bills flags. It's just incredible. And they're loving life down there in Rhode Island, which
2: is pretty much all Patriots, Red Sox country. Oh, I, I can imagine. Look, I... My first year at Syracuse University was what was wide right was the first Super Bowl. and I went to Syracuse with a lot of giants fans. They're from New York City, you know and where and where were you I, watching the game? I watched the game here okay uh, no, I was here in Buffalo, but I was at my friend's house, um Steve, and we had a bunch of us. I remember what happened. my my friends will tell you the story to this day. Oh no. When 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 he when, when Norwood runs out My friend Matt Lexner Who's actually the head volleyball coach At Orchard Park High School He just retired as the volleyball coach He was a teacher out there I remember his words He said <laughs> You see Scott Norwood running out of the field And Lex goes Oh my god my worst fear in life is coming true <laughs> Right? And sure enough it was that Oh that god lost. So it goes wide And my friends will tell you I laid motionless on the floor They thought I was dead I laid motionless on the floor For about 20 minutes I did not move And then guys we got up we went outside and we had a huge snowball fight. That's that's what happened after that game. There was a lot of snow on the ground, and that's what happened.
1: Uh, Timmy and De Vegas told me a story that him and his friends were about to tear down the goalpost at Maryvale if he made that kick.
2: I wouldn't. Just, doubt.
1: And then he said he went on to chain smoke five consecutive cigarettes after <laughs> he smoking for a little bit.
0: It just shows to Bill's Mafia, it means more. And speaking of a Mafia that's looking for a win, you a Mafia that's looking for some success, Al, Sabres Mafia, we just have just over three weeks till the start of a prospective season. We got helmet logos. We got Taylor Hall, Eric Saul, Sal. What are we thinking for these Sabres? Is this the year where they finally bounce back into the playoffs with the new divisions?
2: That's what, what sucks is this is going to be hard. I mean, this is yeah. a tough vision to get into the top four. If this was the actual format, which by the way I hate the actual format of the playoffs, the normal format. If it was that format, I think they'd have a much better shot to get a wild card or whatever. Yeah, I I, I really do like what Kevin Adams has done. I'm just super excited to watch Jack Eichel with Taylor Hall. I think it's going to be exciting, no matter where they finish. I think that's exciting for Sabres fans. Um, I, I think they have a shot. I think it's going to be hard though in that division. That that division is going to be very very good, and the top four are just it's going to be tough to crack. And yeah, Sal, you just said it. When I mean, you got
1: Chandra chad d pissed off about this top four stuff i cannot agree more it was it's even tougher now in a shortened season maniac but i get it i get it i'm not complaining i
2: understand why they're doing it this way i understand i totally
0: do I, I, it makes total sense and you know what it's just going to be that much more of a challenge the sabers are going to have to actually be really good to get into the playoffs this year so it'll be very interesting to see i think with eichel hall if stall can just have that last resurgence shout out uh resurgence um, I think they could make some noise. Yeah, you need 40 to 50 good games from Allmark, and you need the Carter Hutton goalie news about him being able to see to be true. And we got Andrew Katz chiming in. Isles are going to dump on the Sabres eight times this year. I don't think so, sir. You're going to be eating the gabagool The other storyline that gets lost in that, we're going to be playing against Lindy Ruff like eight times. Versus a typical season where it would have been more spread out, so we're gonna have a lot of Lindy rough. Things are gonna be getting rough, Al.
2: Can I uh, can I name drop? I played golf with Lindy about a month ago.
0: Oh, we had him on the show like four months ago. We're Sal, we're so connected, man.
2: There you go. Yeah, I played golf and um, he, where'd you play? Uh, Brookfield. Ooh. He's a member out there, yeah. and so is my buddy Bill Whipper, who's the Bills and Sabers team photographer. But yeah. Bill and Lindy are very good friends, and that's why I hooked it was it was Lindy and his son. We we all played the four of us and lindy he golfs right-handed but then as he gets closer to the green he switches and goes left-handed as he starts to chip
1: the switch golfer Uh, unreal
0: i couldn't believe when he when he told us about that
1: and brookfield is where i ended my golf career my my putter is in the pond around
2: 17 (laughs) i'll look for it how'd you how'd you shoot that
0: day Sal? good
2: uh, No, that was a bad day uh i actually i did okay summer but that day i didn't hit that well i don't know Whatever. It didn't go that well. I was uh, Maybe I was nervous playing with Lindy. I don't know.
0: I was inspired by producer beer Burrs playing against your co- cohort, uh, Nate Geary, and I'm now in the golf game. So it'll be very interesting to see. Nice. I mean, Traitor X Sports is hoping to cop an invite to the 2021 Bills Media Golf Tournament. That's all I'm saying. I'm putting it on record, I'll, Sal. I'll put a word for it. Okay, that's huge. Speaking of putting in a word, Al, I mean, people have been putting in a word about these Allentown products. You got to get oh. to our page. Check out the bio... It is amazing. The design. People are loving the sweatshirt. AFC East Champs. Make sure you're checking it out. But speaking yep. of AFC East Champs, we got the AFC East Champ sideline reporter, Sal Capaccio. Follow him at Sal Sports. We are going to get, before we wind down here, we got about five minutes left. We're going to get a little sideline Sal action. Al.
1: Oh, this is this is one of my favorite segments. <clears throat> we did it live in Studio D. I will never forget it. Maniac, take it away. Well,
0: that's because Sal is the best. So we're We don't want to set too high of a standard, but Here's how we play. Al and I will play the role of Murph and Kel, so it might just be me queuing it up. We will throw it down to Sal, who is on the sideline in a hypothetical situation, and Sal will react as the amazing professional that he is. Sal, are you ready?
1: I think so. Let's go. Maniac, I can start this first one up. Yep,
0: yep, yep. Cue it up to me.
1: All right, Murph. I think that's – is that Josh Allen coming out of the tent? It doesn't look like those are pants. Oh, you're right, Al. It looks like the Bill's
0: signal caller, number 17, is coming out in shorts, a sign of intimidation, and he is ready for this playoff game. He's going out to take the coin toss now. Let's throw it down to our sidelines reporter, Sal Cabaccio.
2: Yeah, guys, Josh Allen, you are right. He is not only in shorts. He is in short shorts. That's right. I mean, maybe it, maybe it a homage to, to John Stockton or something. We'll see. Yeah, look, at the Bills are winning the toss. They have received the ball. And um, oh, guys, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Josh Allen just took the football and drilled Bill Belichick in the face with it. I mean, I have no idea what's going on down here, but Josh Allen with his short shorts, just drilled Bill Belichick in the face with the football and it is on down here. This is what happens when you win the win the division for the first time in 25 years, apparently. All right, All it say- sounds
0: like Josh Allen just turned Bill Belichick into drill Belichick. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. That was amazing, that was amazing. I couldn't believe it. That was, it's like a dream scenario, Al.
2: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you.
0: Okay. And we have one more.
1: One more. The final one.
0: Okay. So it's first round playoff sale. Hypothetical Bills home playoff game. We don't know how they're who they're playing yet. It's That's been a struggle all game. But then fourth and goal at the one. No time left on the clock. Bills on offense. And they run out Santa Claus for a full back dive. And it looks like the Bills are actually gonna bring in some new personnel on this play. Oh, and it's, it, it's, I know it's a color rush, but here comes the sleigh rush. It looks like they're bringing in Santa Claus. Can we get some intel down on the field? Let's go to our guy, Sal Cabaccio.
2: Yeah, guys, it is, it is actually Santa Claus. I cannot believe it. He's on the field right now. And wait, hold on, wait. Guys, it looks like it's a trick play. It is a trick play. Oh my gosh, Isaiah McKenzie is inside his suit and he just scored. <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie actually was inside Santa Claus's suit. They're calling this the Sleigh Bell. That's the name of this play, the Sleigh Bell. And it was Isaiah McKenzie. He was so small, he fit inside Santa's suit. Guys, I cannot believe it, the Bills just won.
0: Sleigh Bell's ring, are you listening? The Bills are going on to the second round. I love it. Oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, one last quick one before we get to the final holiday talk, wind down here. All of a sudden you look up during a game sale and Frank and Cheetawaga is trying to add his name onto the wall of fame. Okay, so we're just going to cue this up. Just go right off the bat. It, just just, give us that intel. What are you seeing down there?
2: Uh, what I'm seeing is there is somebody. Hold on. There's somebody actually trying to do something to the wall of fame there. It's I'm, I think he's trying to spell Frank, but he doesn't even know how to spell his own name right, guys. He has no idea how to spell his own name. He messed up the K and the N. Fr- Fracket? Who the hell is fracking? Get this person out of the stadium. They have no idea what they're doing.
0: And that is a great fracking job by our guy, Sal Cavaccio. Sal, thanks for having fun with that. Uh, Al, I think it's time to wind it down with some holiday talk and then send send uh, Sal on his sleigh out of here.
1: All right, so this is it, Sal. Real quick, holiday season is ham overrated. Mm, yes. Sal, we saw the tweet about
0: the gift wrapping. How many, how many gifts do you actually wrap a, a year?
2: Only like three or four, but they're so horribly bad, it's incredible.
0: Do you do it bad on purpose? Is kind of like, I shouldn't be doing this to, to the missus.
2: My wife does a lot, most of the rapping. She's good at it. And you know what? We have gifts and whatever and stuff like that. But when I have to rap something, it is the worst rapping job you'd ever seen. I'm not kidding. You. I've never been good at it. I'm like, I think to myself, like I'm a pretty intelligent guy. I'm good with my hands. Like I was a wide receiver and a safety and all that. And in high school and football, I'm a drummer. Like I'm coordinated. How the hell can I not gift rap? It's
1: I mean, unbelievable. It's not- it's definitely not easy i don't it's definitely it's it
0: takes finesse it takes you know there's a level of perseverance that it takes and this is one of the most important uh questions Sal. and it's not does this train ever stop it's what's the favorite christmas movie give me the Sal capaccio number one
2: the favorite christmas movie is a christmas story i mean come on Anytime any i i'm getting max into it he laughs every time the kid sticks his tongue on the pole and it gets stuck you know i mean one of my favorite scenes is when when uh, the, the the little kid falls over and he can't get up because he's in the snowsuit, you know all that. So, and then of course every time it doesn't matter. My wife and I laugh when it comes on. She looks at me. She goes, "Here it comes, fragile." Must be Italian.
1: Classic. I'm, uh, my one of my favorites. I'm watching
2: Santa Claus tonight. Okay. Give me a give me a good one to watch. We were thinking about watching one, and I don't know if I I haven't seen a ton of them. Like we, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. Uh, what's what's a good one that maybe is, maybe not talked about enough that I should watch with Max? Have
0: hey, you Max. seen Jingle All the Way? Which one is that? That's a Schwarzenegger when he when he's trying to get the Turbo Man.
2: Uh, yes, I think we have seen. It's it's just the- an absurd movie, and so. he goes through the. Yeah,
0: the guy, good little yeah. father. Somebody he he dresses as Turbo Man. Yeah, Spoiler I, alert. We've yeah. seen
2: like those scenes. I don't know if we've seen the whole movie, to be honest with you. So maybe that's a good one. Awesome. Oh, hey and sale, real quick one of the final questions are you watching the bachelorette no i haven't watched bachelor or bachelorette in a long time i uh, used to watch it all the time i think you guys know i have it on my bio like honestly like i would love to be the host of a show like that i want to be the host of the bachelor i want to be the host of the Bachelorette. I, bachelor. I want chris harrison's job i want to be a host of a reality tv show so uh you know anybody a producers watching you know you can hire me i want to do that but i have not watched it uh in a long time so you know but well, uh, you know what? I know what's going on sometimes because so many people watch it. I see tweets about it and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen it. Okay, fair enough.
1: Sal,
0: no. I got I got two last Super Bills insider questions for Sal. What was And they're both quick. They're both quick. All right, all right. Go ahead. The first is: Is Brian Dable leaving the Bills after the season, no matter what happens?
2: Oh, I wouldn't say no matter what happens, I think that he there's a I think it's a very high percentage that someone hires him. I think the most likely destination from the outside looking, and I have no inside information on this, honestly, but as my opinion, the Chargers would make the most sense. The the GM of the Chargers and him went to high school together, Tom Telesco. They went to St. Francis. And you have Justin Herbert who's very similar to Josh Allen. The way he's worked with that young quarterback, I think that would make sense. So that, to me, would be the most likely landing spot, but I don't think it's ever a foregone conclusion. You never know. There's so many candidates out there, and there's only a limited number of jobs.
0: Talk about a great array of weapons. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, yeah. Austin Eckler, for sure, uh, Hunter Henry. And then I got to ask, I'm asking a favor on, on a friend of Trainer Sports. Can you put in a good word for Summer Sanders to lead the charge in a future Bills game. She told us that she wants to. Summer Sanders, I mean, Olympic gold athletes now.
2: Unfortunately, I have no say, or even anyone to put a word in for something like that, uh, unfortunately. But if I did and I could, I would. If I I talked to the right people and they asked me my opinion, I would give that opinion and I would say, you know what, Summer Sanders would be a great choice, but that is, as they say, above my pay grade.
0: Love it. Thank you very much, Sal. We all love you. Everyone love you. As Sean T. Sal is the man. This train ain't stopping.
1: Sal, seriously, once again, thank you so much. We are two minutes late. We know you got to go. Train wreck tonight, episode 192. Show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. Get to Picasso's
2: Pizza.net. Sal, any final words? Um, No. Hey, listen, man. Um, We're getting through this thing. And we're, we're close to the finish line here. I can't wait to see Bill's Mafia back at the stadium when it happens, whether it's this year at all. Pretty playoff games or next year full stadium i just can't wait i I miss everybody out there Uh, lots of people that um you know that i've i've met over the years that give me shout outs or whatever when i'm on the sidelines it just it's a it's different it's different not having It's, it's it's something that needs to happen again so let's make it happen and uh hope everybody has a very very merry christmas a happy new year and not only let's go buffalo but let's go cleveland hill eagles my eagle you guys know I love Cleve Hill, right? That's my school. <laughs> wow. Cleve, Cleve- oh, Hill,
0: yeah. Sal in the house. Huge shout out to At Sal Sports. We know you're all following him, but tell your family members to follow him when you see him on Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: And how do we end this show? This train never stops. Good night.